What's going on, everybody? Daryl Freider, the club CEO here, and we have another amazing episode of the My DJ Story podcast brought to you by the Club App, the number one streaming app for DJs and partygoers. Today, we have my brother, Core DJ King Rob. Brother, can you please introduce yourself to the people who you are and where you're from? Man, I go by the name of Core DJ King Rob. Man, I'm from Elkhart, Indiana. You know what I'm saying? The Midwest, the heart of the Midwest. Awesome, brother. Super excited to have you on the show, man. This is the My DJ Story podcast, so we want to hear your story as a DJ in the industry. So walk us through your journey, man. Take us to the beginning. What sparked your interest to become a DJ? And walk us through your journey from there. So it's crazy how I even became a DJ back in like 1988, my high school days. uh, I was really like a promoter more than a DJ. And people don't believe this story when I tell it, but this is how I actually became a DJ. So I, I came up under the turntable era. And I used to hang with my, my best friend. His name was uh, Sean Pratchett. He went by DJ AK-47. And we were at a club one night because I, I was to uh, help carry the speakers, help carry the records into the club and just hang out with him. And, uh, man, he got uh, sick. Had to get to the bathroom. And he was like, man, I need you to take over. And I'm like, man, I don't know what the hell to do. So he was like, man, just put this needle on this record right here and do it like this till I come back. He was like, just keep moving the uh, the uh, the switch over. And so, man, I did it for like three records. And then uh, the next day, he was like, man, I got to show you how to work these records because... Uh, if this ever happens again, I'm going to need you to take over. So from then, I started practicing and I started DJing. And uh, I've been DJ ever since, back nice, in 1988. Man. That's really dope, man. You just kind of jumped right into it. Um, your friend, you know, gave you the opportunity to jump in. And you just saw it as an opportunity to hit the ground running with that, bro. And I think that it's super important that you just jump in when opportunity presents itself and you don't be scared. And I see that that's exactly what you did. And you just learned from there, man. So, you know, after that initial intro, walk us through what happened next. How did you begin, you know, to start your own brand and your own journey um, from that point on? So it's interesting that, uh, man, I was part of this group. We had a, a record deal. It's called Click 47. Uh, we we released uh, two albums on uh, a record label back in one was in uh, 1998 another one was 2000 on Power Records it was the same record label that housed like MC Breed and some other artists so we so I actually became the actual DJ for the group so we started touring uh, as you know how this music business go uh, the record label kind of screwed us over uh, but I was, again, I was a promoter at heart. Uh, man, Sean, AK-47, was actually still doing stuff, but he decided to move out of the uh, area. So I was like, where do I go from here? So basically, I just picked up all the DJing gigs. So I started DJing, like, all the time, all the time, doing the parties and DJing the parties. Uh, fast forward... Uh, and I just speed it up. I have always promoted. Uh, man, I went to uh, my first core DJ retreat. This is actually my 13th year being a core DJ. And 
like being from the Midwest and being from a smaller market, like it's a lot of things that you miss. I have always traveled and did things, but when I went to that core DJ retreat, man, it kind of changed my life. It propelled my life into a whole nother uh, realm. So, man, I started, man, I guess my stock picked up like 2000%. I always wanted to do radio. So I started doing radio probably 10 years ago. Mix show, a mix show DJ, uh, core DJ radio show and other different outlets. Man, this, this has been great ever since. Uh, I've been traveling. Uh, I started uh, three years ago. I started an independent artist showcase called the Small Town Big Dreams Independent Artist Showcase. And what I do with that is I travel around the country. One, because I've been an artist before. And being, being an artist and being a DJ, I, I understand that being an artist and a DJ go hand in hand. But sometimes the relationships are spoiled because of not having the understanding. So... And then I understood, like, as I told you a few minutes ago, I've been jacked around by a record label. And I'm a promoter. So I started this small town Big Dreams to take independent artists who uh, who really wanted to succeed but didn't want to get screwed over, who wanted to build relationships with the DJs and who wanted to get out and see the world at the same time. So it's a collaboration of DJs working with independent artists, networking, seeing cities, and man, me just enjoying life. Wow. Uh, breaking records, man. Because people don't understand what breaking a record means. You, you can't break a record by yourself. Breaking a record comes with uh, one, standing on a record, but actually trusting in another DJ to trust your word that says this is a hot record. So my goal is to break records and you know, you know, I enjoy DJing. Like, man, DJ changed, DJing and music changed lives. So that's that's what I'm doing right now. Wow, man. That's super amazing. It seems like you really figure out the psychology of how this game works and you really have figure out the pathway to build relationships within the industry so you have the influence to be able to break records like you said you cannot break records on your own it takes a community it takes a network to be able to do that and you know a lot of djs they come on the show they're like yeah i broke this record i broke that record a lot of djs go out there they talk about people how they broke records but i like how you really broke it down where yeah you may have had an influence in breaking that record but it wasn't you alone that broke the record. And it's super important to understand the psychology of how this game works so you can really have the right influence that you really want to have within the industry. So I like how you broke that down, super important. And I love what you're doing, you know, bringing artists and and DJs together uh, because that relationship like you spoke about is super important to help both parties elevate in their careers. You know, this is super exciting. I think that we want to dive deeper into that. So what we're going to do is we're going to jump into a quick commercial break. But when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the dynamic of the DJ artist relationship, okay? Yes, sir. 
And we're back with the My DJ Story podcast. We're here with my brother, core DJ, King Rob, and he's here telling an amazing story about his journey as a DJ in the game. So Rob, you have a lot of experience in working with DJs and artists. So talk to us a little bit about that dynamic of the relationship. How does one another benefit from each other? And how should DJs and how should artists go about finding these relationships and, and building relationships with other people within the industry? So there's a couple of dynamics, and, and I'm glad we're touching on this. I just was on a post on Facebook yesterday where this girl was, I guess we're going through this thing right now where artists think that because of the internet and because of social media and all of this stuff that the DJs don't matter and they don't break records. So, yes, the internet helps you get a record out there a little faster. But the DJ is your longevity. We living in a uh, a world nowadays where people uh, think things should be handed to them and not work for. So they think because they get fifteen hundred, a thousand streams, they really pop. But there's no internet in the clubs. There's no internet on the radio. The DJs is playing that music. So I. I I empower uh, artists to build relationships with DJs. Like smart artists should know like to not listen to that craziness because I I was just at our 15 year anniversary core DJ retreat last weekend in Atlanta. And uh, I was listening to Akon speak and he said this, there are 10 million songs released every day the only top 10 spots that matter. So if you 10, if you one out of 10 million, where do you fit in at? And I mean, I tell artists all the time, like I'm going to DJ forever. Like somebody's always going to have a wedding reception. Uh, look at the pandemic. It should have showed you. Look how many DJs went live and how many people uh, listen to the DJs. Like, like, during the pandemic, we was playing records from the 70s, the 80s, the 90s. DJs give records longevity. Uh, the internet, I'm not saying it's a fad, but today is a TikTok video, tomorrow is another TikTok video. Uh, man, look how many people on YouTube and all these different places, but we DJing like all over. So I, I empower the artists to build relationships with DJs. Uh, I mean, I guess the good thing, like, from my tour is even when music is over, because I tell artists, like, on my tour, I'm, I'm not trying to tell you that I can get you famous. I can get you a record deal. I can just put you in the room with my connections. But the music game is changing every day, so we don't know what can happen. But one, we can build friendships. We can meet people from all over the country. And we can uh, have everlasting relationships, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I guess one thing that I, because, I, man, there's two sides to every story. We got a side, the artist got a side. Even for me being an artist, so last year I started uh, a record pool for independent artists only called Independence Media. And I, what I did was, because I'm, I'm part of several several record pools as a DJ, my record pool is only for independent artists. But one thing I do understand is arrogance of DJs. Like some DJs, 
uh, man, they they get Hollywood on us, and they only want to play uh, what's hot or what they think gonna make them popular. You know what I'm saying? So what I did was, because I'm I'm part of a DJ coalition that I love wholeheartedly, the core DJs, world's largest DJ coalition. My family, I don't know what I would do without them. But a lot of the record breakers are people from smaller markets like mine who don't know about DJ coalitions, who don't know how to serve, get record service or who don't know how to go get the new music. But they, a lot of the DJs in the smaller market, they just want to play what's hot. So what I did over a year period of time on my tour is I went into the markets and I collected an email list and phone numbers of DJs and like what we call the VFWs and the, the team bopper clubs and and I contacted with them. So I collected a list of over 2,500 DJs because I knew I wanted to create a record pool, but the pandemic just helped me to put, propel it. And now, man, like every day I'm getting artists who a hundred bucks. Like it's not fifteen hundred, it's not fifteen thousand. Give me a hundred bucks. I upload your song for lifetime to this record pool to the to the twenty four hundred DJs. And you got a direct connect. Because these DJs don't I'm not saying that over time they don't go get the records or know how to get it. But these are all independent artists that uh the DJ's like, okay, I'm going to be the first one to have that hot record before it hit any mark. You know what I'm saying? So I'm loving what I'm doing right now. Wow. I'm super yeah. impressed, brother. You are a true innovator. You're a true business person. You are a leader and you're helping a lot of people what you're doing. So I appreciate you and I respect just your transparency on how you're going about this uh, because it's super important for people to hear how businesses are made and how businesses are built and how assets are established. And you, my friend, are sitting on a really great asset. You know, you built a great newsletter and email list of over 2,500 DJs. That's super impressive, man. So kudos to you for what you're doing, man. And uh, I, I think that you are an example of someone that goes out there and works hard and puts people at the forefront of what you're doing. And then you'll see the rewards and the blessings that come from putting people first. So thank you for what you're doing, man. Man, I, I believe in relationships, man. Like, I think if we build together, then it makes it so much better when we get to the end of the tunnel and we uh, we are able to say, let's celebrate together. Like, people think, uh, what they call that when uh, younger people are entitled. Entitlement really uh, hurts you because if you build it from the bottom up, once you get to your end game and you see uh, like you have to celebrate your successes. So if you have no views today, but tomorrow you have a hundred, that's a success because you, you made a hundred people like, you. so if you get 300 in the next four days, that's a success. So when you get to a million, you can be like, man, I remember I came from zero to nothing. But if you go from, zero to a million today you you didn't even get to enjoy the ride uh as i told you like man i i, I always wanted to be in radio so i've been in radio for like 10 years uh but i, I always had to play what somebody told me to play or i had a list you know how it go 
you had to play what's hot. I always wanted to do an independent artist show. So six months ago, man, I started this show called Down With The King Independent Artist Radio Show. And I I got my, my radio station in my home city to buy into. Over the last five weeks, I'm between internet and FM, I'm, I'm at 20 radio stations right now. It's wow. a two-hour show where I only play independent artist radio. No mainstream. And it's prime time. Five to seven. Uh, nine to 11. Lunchtime. Like, like literally, radio stations calling me now. Like, we're looking for something different. How can we get that? So it's a blessing. And the good thing about it is, it's a lot of artists out here with good music. They just don't know what to do with it. But I guess I empower them at the same time that don't be afraid to act. And I empower the DJs that don't be afraid to take a chance on a record. Because the record that, if you vibe into it, that means somebody else gonna vibe to it. And you might be the one that popped that artist. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's that's what I'm empowering artists and DJs to do right now. Yeah, that's really great. And I think that by them being able to put themselves out there, you know, they open for the opportunity to get discovered. And then DJs, by putting these artists out there, you have the opportunity to build a relationship with someone that may turn into a big star and artist and you help them get there. So understand yeah. just being able to see talent where it's maybe in its early form, but if you can help nurture that relationship and then help them get to elevation and also they help you to get to that next level of success, everyone rises together and everyone's able to achieve and do well with their journey and the things that they want to do in life. So I fully wholeheartedly believe in relationships and I'm glad that you subscribe to that as well, man. Uh, I'm pretty sure that that's pretty much what really got you to so much success, just your ability to understand the importance of relationships and your ability to nurture them and create them. Man, I think... I think one of my greatest gifts has been from a smaller market because we learn to appreciate the little things. Like we, we learn to appreciate like, you might not see this tomorrow. So you got to do it today. We got to work 10 times harder to get to where somebody in Atlanta might have access to or somebody in Chicago or somebody in, in LA. Like we don't have the million dollar studios to go record. So we got to make the best of what we got. Uh, we don't have venues for 1,500, 2,000 people. So we have to make the best of what we got. So it makes the workload much harder. But we learn to appreciate it more when we see the end game too. Wow. Yeah, I would love to hear, you know, what are some ways that my community, the club, our audience, everyone help and support the things that you're currently working on? Man, just uh, man, I'm on my my all my social media is the real DJ King Rob. Just reach out to me, like I mean, I'm a support anybody that needs support from me. Uh, I'm here, like I'm here to support the club because man, the DJs is the backbone, and we have to stick together. No matter if you're part of a DJ coalition, you just DJing, like we stick together. Uh, we brothers and sisters out here, uh, so. Man, just reach out to me. Just say hi or, you know what I'm saying, check out the radio station or, you know what I'm saying, send me some. I love criticism. Like, bro, you made a mistake. Okay. Thanks, brother. Because us as people, man, a lot of times we like to point out mistakes and then laugh at it versus t 
tapping our own brothers and sisters on the back and saying, hey, bro, you, you're doing that wrong. Let me help you correct it before you go any further. So even as DJs, you know what I'm saying? You see me doing something or saying something, reach out to me or you need some advice or you even if you need to conversate, man, let's just reach out and say what's going on. How you doing? You know what I'm saying? How you doing? It take you a long way sometimes. Yeah, man, there's power and connection. And um, I think that's been the theme throughout this whole interview, you know, just understanding the power of connections and relationships and helping and supporting one another. That's what it's really all about. How do you build community? How do you build a ecosystem where everyone is interested and invested in the success of others? That's yep. how we all really build. And um, that's what I'm trying to do with the club. And I'm sure that's what you've been doing your entire journey as a DJ. Um, so I want to help and support you whatever ways I can. So I'm glad that we're connected. I consider you a brother. And um, let's keep on going with this, man. Man, I applaud you for this each one teach one. Like, man, that's what we need, man. Because people, they take things and run and hide with it. Like, you could be like, uh, man, this is my basketball. I don't want y'all playing with it. I'm taking it home with it. But you like, man, I'm going to take my platform empower other DJs and other artists to uh, be part of the family, man. So I applaud you for uh, the club. Thank you, brother. You know, one thing we like to talk about here on the My DJ Story podcast is brand. You've done a great job with marketing and branding yourself. So talk to us a little bit about how you got the name, you know, Core DJ King Rob. And what does that branding mean to you? So the core is, man, is the most important part of of it. Uh, as I told you, man, I'm part of the core DJs. Uh, man, it's like family to me. Like, I take that, like, I don't take it lightly. Like, everything that I do is surrounded by what I have learned from the core DJs over the last 13 years, man. Uh, Tony Nell, who's the CEO of the core DJs, he, uh, man, he really empowered uh, self-improvement, uh, building yourself and bringing back to the table. Like, take the core and go out and make yourself a better person. Make your uh, price go up by using this brand. Uh, we built a, we built, I say we, cause I've been part of it for 13 out of 16 years. So I, I can say we, cause I'm part of the family, but Tony built a brand like that people know they can rely on. And they know like when you see the core DJ name, you know, it's the truth. Uh, the king part, my dad actually gave me that. He always used to say to me, man, you a king, so act like one. Uh, the funny part is, like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fourth generation. So it was like King Rob the fourth. So my dad was the third. My son is actually the fifth. So it was like King Rob the fourth. My dad was the Rob the third. So it all just went core DJ. King Rob, you know what I'm saying? I just took the fourth off the third, the fourth off of, uh, but so that's how that came about. Like my dad used to always say to me, you're a king, so act like one. Wow. So, but the core is like the most important part of it, man. Uh, I just represent the core and the brand and then it just trickled down to the, like the core, like everything that I do, even on my own, my small town, big dreams tour, uh, the independence media, uh, I'm also the chairman of the uh, Indiana Black Expo, the vice chairman of the Indiana Black Expo, which is the world's largest black nonprofit. So I do a lot of nonprofit work. So e anything that I do with that, I always tag the core in it. You know what I'm saying? It's independence media and the core DJs. 
uh, Indiana Black Expo and the core DJs, uh, Small Town Big Dreams and the core DJs. Uh, like branding is very important. Uh, people have to know who you are, what you stand for, and know like whatever you speaking on is going to be facts. Because nobody, we live in, the music business is a, is a bad business. Like you run into good people, you run into bad people. But it's up to you on what list you want to be on. Yeah, man. You can't make everybody happy. But if, if you had 90%, you good. You know, yeah, I really some, like people, that. some people want something for nothing. So you you can't, you can't, you can't fix that. But if you work hard to build a brand that people, 90% of the people be like, well, they good over there. You good. So that's, that's my brand. So be it my independence media, be it the core DJs, be it small town, big dreams. Like I'm going to give you what I, what I say, I'm going to give you nothing more, not or nothing less. Cause I'm always giving more, but at least you're going to get what I, what you pay for and what you say you're going to get. Yeah. That's amazing, brother. And I love how you really, you know, are attached to the core DJ's brand itself. So that shows just how great of a group that is, um, that you feel comfortable just attaching your name to it. Um, I would love to hear, you know, the importance of joining and seeking these DJ groups. We had a few other groups here as well. So we have you from the core DJs. We've had fleet DJs on here. We also had coalition DJs on here. Um, but talk to me about the importance of finding a DJ group like these um, to attach yourself to or to network with um, some of the benefits that you got out of being with core. And then um, just also, you know, how can people get in, in touch with these groups and, and find the right one for them? So I, I think for me, and I can't speak for other DJ coalitions, I think, the most important part for me about being a core DJ is this, like some people just take people in the DJ coalitions for the numbers. Like it's not like that with the coalition, the, the core DJs. Like I literally had to beg to be a core DJ. We have actually have a draft to be a core DJ. Like somebody from your market has to vouch for you to be like, yeah, that artist, that DJ is doing something. He's making moves. And he should be a core DJ. I'm vouching for him. Unfortunately for me, I'm from a smaller market. So there was no core DJs in my market. Like I knew some core DJs and I had went to the retreat. But my work ethic kind of paid off where I was able to get in by people vouching for me. Like several different people vouching for my work ethic. The core DJs, like, it's made up of people who are already booming in a market who want to go to the next level. It's not just because, you know, I DJ and I'm going to be a core DJ. Now you're a core DJ. No, you got you to do some work. We we have actual like an NBA draft. And it's, it's a cool process where we bring you in. All the core DJs meet up in the city. We have a brotherhood. We bless you in. But after that, it's, it's, it's amazing. Like with me, like, like when I do my tour, like I literally just say I'm going to Miami. All the core DJs in that city put put everything together. They get the clubs, they get the restaurants, they get the radio, and I just pretty much show up and everything. They put the DJ meet and greets together uh, at nighttime, man. If I'm going through something, I'm sick, man, they'll call you all right, like Tony. Like, like take this, for example, a few weeks ago, one of our DJs, somebody broke in our car and stole all our equipment. 
hey, we all came together and got that re- that equipment replaced. Everybody sent they uh they hard drives. You need music. Here go the music. Like it's that type of brotherhood. It ain't just it ain't just the music, the DJing part. It, the core DJs is a brotherhood, sisterhood. We calling, we checking on each other. Like I needed some graphics done, or I needed some help with some graphics, or I need some plug-ins. Somebody gonna be there. We got a group that we just—it's like family. We crack jokes. Like I just recently went through a a weight loss where I, last year I weighed like four hundred and one pounds. I'm actually I've been working on my health because Tony always preaching health. I'm down to like two thirty eight right now. Wow. So when they see me at the retreat, because we hadn't seen each other, everybody was laughing, but they was hugging me. Like when I got home, I had probably 60, 70 texts, people telling me how proud they was on my weight loss and how I inspired them. It's like that with the core. Wow, man. Man, uh, somebody's mom passed away. We sending flowers. Like it's it's that type of love. Uh, So that's why I love being a core DJ. Like, I mean, I don't know what goes. I have a relationship with, with like the Nerve DJs. Like, I'm actually honoring Johnny O, who was a CEO of the uh, the Nerve DJs at my Small Town Big Dreams three year anniversary, July 11. So I have a lot of relationships, uh, and he like I he he mentors me. I can call Johnny O right now over in Cincinnati, Ohio, and be like, bro. I need some advice or I need this. And Johnny O won't give it to me just like I was a nerve DJ, even though he know I'm a core DJ. Like he never like say, oh, I don't mess with you because you a core DJ. Johnny O like, what you need, brother? Like he, like I, I manage artists. Like when they have the nerve DJ conference calls, he put them in a conference calls. Like, like that's the type of relationships that you have with the, the DJ coalition. But you know, it's to each his own. It's what you're looking for. You have to, I think people really have to understand, like, you don't go to a DJ coalition. Like, I'm not coming to club, the club saying, this is what I want from you, but I don't have anything to bring either. You have to be willing to bring something to whatever you're going into, the club, the core DJs, anything. Uh, like, we have to be willing to make each other better. If, if people only going into it one-sided to make they self better, then just leave it alone. Just keep doing what you're doing. Like, like I want to make the club better, and I want to inform other DJs about the club. And I want to push DJs to be like, man, let's push the club so that we can empower all DJs. If I'm not willing to do that, then I'm, I'm wasting everybody's time. And I think that's what everybody needs to understand. Wow. I love the way you think, brother. Super amazing interview. Um, just just tremendous value has been coming out of you, man. And I appreciate you sharing everything with the audience and the other DJs that are here in the network. You know, at this time, we're going to jump into the lightning round. Are you ready? Yep. Describe your DJ setup, hardware and software. Uh, I use uh, Serato and I use Virtual DJ. Uh, I use the, uh, the SRT uh, 1000 and I still got my Technique turntables. Who's your favorite DJ? Uh, me. <laughs> Man, I, I, I rock with a lot of DJs. Uh, but if I had to pick a DJ, so it was it's this DJ in my city. His name is DJ Lario. Like, he's like one of the most famous, unfamous DJs ever. Like, he just DJ out of his house and he, 
like he 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 been DJing forever. Like people probably wouldn't know who he is, but man, this dude got like uh, eight turntables set up. Uh, he like a genius, man. I go over his house, man. His crates probably go back to like the 50s, 60s. And I just go over his house, man. If I took you over his house and did a video, you'd be like, what the hell? Like he he like amazing. So I would say DJ Larry O uh, from my city. What has been your favorite party or event you've DJed at and what made it special? Uh, Man, that's crazy. So... A-Baller MJG is one of my favorite artists of all time. And as an artist, when I was in my group, we were able to go on tour with A-Baller MJG. And I actually, something happened with the DJ that was supposed to actually been DJing. Uh, and they didn't have their role DJ. So I got to actually DJ for them. And it was so crazy. Like, I think it was like over 3,000 people at this event in uh, Birmingham, Alabama. But the crowd, their energy is crazy anyway. And like, I got to actually DJ for 8-Ball and MJG one time. So that was probably my favorite. Name some of the best places to party in your city. Well, I'm from a smaller market. So the best thing about my market, like we, we don't have actual venues. We have like well, clubs, we have venues that we have to rent out. But I'm actually doing this this party, July 31st. It's probably the coolest venue in my area. It's called the, the Island of the South Bend Century Center. And I'm actually going to have the old school group Troop, the group today, Danny Boy from Death Row Records and the Rule Boys. But the actual venue is surrounded by water. You have to go over like a bridge to get on it. And it, it holds probably 1,500 people. So we're going to do, this is my first time ever doing this. It's actually the first time any kind of event like this has been held in. But I'm, I'm excited about it. What's one thing that you think is missing from live streaming for DJs? One, the main thing is them cutting us off all over. And two, like, even like me being out now, uh, I wish we can bring like like you know how like the NBA when they they was doing the live streaming of the games where they had several people there. Like I wish it was like a way we can have people interacting and talking to you without messing your setup, but just you know what I'm saying. So you can look at them and feel that. Like sometimes you you feel it, but I mean it's only so much you can do when you live and you you looking at a, a phone or your computer, your MacBook and you know, you, I mean, you're trying to DJ and look at what people type in. Like, if people could come on there, at least you can see them. I think that would be dope. And shout out to DJs that you know personally, whose stories also need to be shared on this podcast. Man, I got, like, let me tell you about three. I'm going to tell you, and I'll tell you real quick. So my, uh, uh, my homeboy, Q-Ball, He's actually the DJ for Crucial Conflict. Uh, he probably, he's up in Chicago, man. He doesn't get the notoriety for what he does, but he's uh, uh, he's a crazy DJ. Uh, he, he's also always out on the road with me. And I think his story needs to be told. Uh, 
he been DJing. Like he was in the movie Hoop Dreams. He was in the movie Belly. Like a lot of people don't know that, but he was he like an actor. Like, but he he just a common dude that you know he got a studio up in Chicago. He just started a radio station called CRSMG Radio that my show is actually on there. So he does uh he does a lot of good. And then I got my homie out in Pennsylvania. His name is Big Out 360. Like great dude. Uh he's out on the road. But people don't know he actually produced the Nappy Roots song Good Day. I don't know if you remember that song, Gotta Have a Good Day. Like my friend, he a video DJ out in uh in Pennsylvania. And uh he produced that song. He produced some other stuff with 50 Cent. But his story needs to be told too. He's so humble, man. And I know people don't think this is crazy. But the CEO of the core DJ is Tony Neal. Like people see him, but they don't see him. Like they don't know his story. Like they don't know his humble beginnings and uh where he came from and his struggles and like what he go through and his humanity and like everything that he do on the day to day. Like if you wouldn't have a like a real conversation with him, like you would be like, oh, he just, you know, he Hollywood or you know what I'm saying, he's somebody that, you know, but he he just Tony Neal. Like he just he's just a dude that love music and he want music to change people's life and better people. And uh, people don't understand like from for us, music is an escape a lot of times. Uh, man, like a lot of times, man, I, I be at home and put my headphones on, not even DJing. I just put on some records that, that just make me feel good when I'm having a bad day or life is troubling me or, you know, you know, especially during the pandemic, uh, if you didn't have nothing but DJing, like it was like, oh, damn, what am I going to do? Because we live sometimes week to week, gig to gig or, you know what I'm saying? Even like if you understand the radio, man, they started cutting DJs and they just went to automation and like it was a troubling time. So music was the only thing we had to turn to. So those three DJs, man, I would say, man, if, if they story needs to be told, um, awesome. I, I appreciate them guys. Yeah, no, definitely looking forward to hearing their stories one day on the show. And any DJ that wants to be on the show can sign up at djsignup.com. And brother, where can people find you online or even in person if you're still doing events? Man, hit me up. Uh, so they can hit me up on any social media. The Real DJ King Rob, uh, T-H-E-R-E-A-L-D-J-K-I-N-G-R-O-B-B. Just hit me up. Man, inbox me, man. I'm real friendly, man. Uh my number is 574-226-4328. Everybody knows my number. Uh, July 11th, I will be in Indianapolis, Indiana at Harper's celebrating my three-year anniversary uh, of my Small Town Big Dreams tour. I will have the legendary Johnny O in the building. Uh, I will have Dorian Washington, who is the uh, CEO of Hitmaker Music Group, also the manager of The Baby, other people talking, magazines in their hood, Hood Illustrated, Midwest, uh, mixtapes of being, being a lot of different influential people. Just come on out with that. 
uh, I'm around, man. Uh, November the third through the sixth, uh, the core DJs will be in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, celebrating 16 years of the core DJs. We did 15 years a couple weeks ago in Atlanta because we had to make up for 2020. But we're gonna actually celebrate 16 years of the core DJs. So uh, about to get this. Uh, back on the road man just look for me man anybody hit me up I, I like making new friends uh i guess one thing i if any artists on here man i empower you man to build relationships but don't go looking for handouts and don't go uh just wanting things you gotta build relationships before you get to the nitty-gritty yeah unless you just talking business and you just want to get to the money, then okay, pick the phone up. But if you want to build a relationship, build a relationship and have some longevity, uh, hang, pick the phone up, reach out to a DJ and be like, hey, how you doing? Or what's going on? How you feeling today? You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes how you feeling today can, man, make a best friend. Yeah. Awesome, brother. Hey, this has been an amazing interview, man. I really appreciate your time. Everyone, check out my brother, Core DJ King Rob. Really humble dude, doing an amazing job for DJs and artists. So we appreciate you, brother, and thank you so much, man. We look forward to seeing you. you in the club, brother. I'm in the club all day, every day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the My DJ Story podcast. If you haven't already, please join our community by downloading the club app for free in the Google Play and App Store today. While you're there, do us a huge favor by giving us a five-star rating and shoot us a message on Instagram telling us you did. I'd love to send you a free My DJ Story podcast t-shirt as a token of our appreciation. Thank you so much, and we'll look forward to seeing you in the club.